You want Philly food? Yeah, let's do it. Sanders patiently running. Sanders could cut. And another block. Sanders still going inside the 40. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Kelly Green Hour. I'm your host, LJ Harrell, and we are two weeks away, less than two weeks away, from the start of the 2022 NFL Draft in Las Vegas, Nevada, where the Philadelphia Eagles, they've made a couple of moves, which we will touch on before we get to our Eagles-only mock draft today. And we have a guest who we will introduce shortly, but let me introduce my co-host, Connor Donald. Connor. It's an exciting time. I know me and you have both put in, you know, some work with trying to come up with our Eagles only mock draft. And then next week when we get to the first round mock draft, this is just a fun time of year. Absolutely, man. I I love draft season. And this draft season is even more interesting because as we were saying before we came on, there is so much differentiation in the rankings, the feelings on each of these players. It's because this year... There is no like generational talent. There aren't many franchise altering players, but there's a lot of just really good players who you who you want on your team, but may not end up being your CB one of the future or your DE one of the future, but they could be very solid franchise players for you. And something you, you just said, how there's no you know franchise turning number one. At the beginning of the college football season, that person was Kayvon Thibodeau. And now Kayvon Thibodeau could go anywhere from one to 10, if not like further down. I did a mock draft once and he, he went to the Eagles at 15 and I was like, there's zero chance that happens, but that's just the complexity of this draft. And like you mentioned, we were talking about it before we came on. You could do a hundred mock drafts and have a hundred. I mean, every, obviously depending on the platform and the person, like it's going to be very rare. You could do a hundred mock drafts and there's going to be maybe 50 different people, you know, 50 different variations of the top five. Um, and, and, mm-hmm. and that's what makes the, the NFL draft so exciting. Yeah. Like I, I was, why I was, re- I always read all these news and rumors and I literally looked and on my feed, it literally went back to back Carolina Panthers are focusing in on offensive line. The very next one says Carolina Panthers are zeroed in on Kenny Pickett. I'm like, <laughs> Okay, okay. I wonder yeah. what's about to happen this is, here. This is one of those years. If you remember the Dolphins, and, and before, before we get into, remember the Dolphins had the number one pick and they took like Jake Long that year. And it was like nobody really knew that they were going to take Jake Long. Or even when the Browns took um, Baker Mayfield, I did not expect Baker Mayfield to go number one. We have no idea who the Jaguars are going to take number one. No idea mm-hmm. whatsoever. We know Doug Peterson likes to build inside out. So it's probably going to be an offensive or defensive lineman, but. We have no idea. It could be any number of players, and that's going to be the excitement going forward. And in two weeks when, you know, the draft starts at, what, 8 o'clock or something like that, 8 o'clock, you know, Eastern time, that's going to be the exciting part of everything, Um, you know, in two weeks on that Thursday night as we wait till the Eagles, you know, get their two picks in. Absolutely. But before we continue to dive into this show, because I'm sure our our, our guest has some comments he wants to make and we're mm-hmm. just kind of stealing the spotlight. But uh, we have a brand new um, 
sponsor partner we'll call it um and we are moving over to the painted lines they have graciously brought us on they do sports entertainment podcasts live streams music you name it they talk about it they have people writing articles about it with a main focus on philadelphia of course which is where we live die and breathe as the philadelphia eagles so uh we are proud to move over there you'll find my writing there as i get back into writing lj's writing when he gets into writing the podcast can be found there and we will most likely start the next weekend begin streaming through their platform their youtube channel and they have different platforms on uh facebook and uh different partners on facebook and twitter where all their streams shoot out to so keep your eyes up for that at the painted lines on twitter and the painted lines is the youtube channel where you will begin to be able to find us there streaming but don't worry the podcast will still be around i will export it into a sound format for all the people who just love the traditional podcast form so check out the painted lines we are super excited about that partnership definitely are and we appreciate them bringing us on um we're, we're definitely uh gonna have a good time with it definitely bring on bring on a bunch of guys that you know they have a, a really talented staff over there putting a lot of time and effort into the draft so i uh, definitely want to while also while listening to our content definitely listen to theirs as well absolutely i was told the other day they have over 150 videos prospect videos that they're going to leverage on like draft night and stuff so there is so much to look out for uh, with the painted lines but on to our guest who is joining us and that is mitch kofsky at mitch kofsky on youtube uh, on twitter and i think on youtube he has a youtube channel uh where he's all about the philly sports and uh he hosts philly talk with mk i noticed he hosts some wrestling watch alongs lots of stuff lots of different content on his youtube channel and he's joining us this weekend and next weekend to do each of these mock drafts that we're going to do, the Eagles only, and the first round mock draft next week. Welcome aboard, Mitchell. How's things? <clears throat> hey, guys. Thank you for having me. Uh, you know, things are great. You know, I'm wearing my Sixers sweatshirt, Sixers hat. The Raptors. The... Oh, my God. <laughs> I hate the Sixers. Oh, the only shit. Philly team I despise is them. Oh, really? <laughs> yes, wow. I like all the other ones except them. Oh, I'm sorry. Then the Sixers and six. But anyways... Um, <laughs> Dude, I'm just really excited to be on. Always love talking about Eagles on my channel, you know. And I'm also partnered with Spotlight Sports Network as well. We have a lot of good shows over there. I have a couple shows over there. MK in the Morning, MK Headlines, etc. Great people over there. Shout out to them. I love them all. But let's get right into it, man. Absolutely. We will waste no time getting into this because I'm sure we're going to have lots to talk about. This For this mock draft... We are not doing trades. Mm -hmm. When the pick does come up, we will talk about do we think this pick is used or if we think it would be traded or which picks are realistically the ones that Howie would trade. Mm -hmm. So for now, we'll keep it simple as that. We are doing (laughs) 10 Eagles picks, 10, right? 11, 10, 10, 10, 10 Eagles picks, no trades, but we will justify our responses and talk about potential trades. So not sorry, I didn't mean to, to talk over you, Connor. Before, mm-hmm. you know, a couple of weeks back, the Eagles did make that big trade with the Saints. They traded 16 and 19, um, along with a couple of other picks for 18, a first rounder next year, which we all we all expect to come into this draft. The Eagles were not using all three first round picks. I think if there was a guarantee in life, it was how he was trading one of those first round picks 
for a first rounder next year because the quarterback class, I believe the quarterback class next year is going to be better. Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, just to name the, you know, a couple for next year that could potentially be available. This is going to be a year for the Eagles again, which we all thought last year was the year is Jalen hurts the guy and they're going to have to get weapons. And that's what kind of the demoralizing thing about this off season was they didn't upgrade the receiver position. You know, they, they, they had a trade in place for Calvin Ridley. He, he got caught betting on, on games that he's out for a year. Yeah, the, the, um, the theme of this off season has been the Eagles are right there. You know, they were there with Steph, uh, Stephen Gilmore. They were there with Allen Robinson. They were there with a bunch of guys that went to other places, you know, and it wouldn't surprise me if, you know, Tyron Matthew, the Eagles were there with Tyron Matthew and he ends up elsewhere um, as well. But if you look at this Eagles offense right now, before we get to, to the first pick, this Eagles offense isn't any better than it was last year. Like, they're the same offense. And I don't know how you're going to be able to judge a quarterback who you need to determine if he is the guy and you don't, you haven't helped improve the offense around him. And that's the worrisome thing. Look, I, I love Jalen Hurts back in college and his Alabama and Oklahoma days. I just don't see it in the NFL right now. And that's why the Eagles were trying to, and, and Howie Roseman is always looking at quarterbacks because you're not going to be able to win a championship running the football 50% of the time. You have to be able to throw the ball downfield. And right now the Eagles offense can't do that with Jalen Hurts. Absolutely. I, <laughs> I, I agree. Yeah, Mitch, step in there. <laughs> so I've been tormented with Jalen Hurts debate. You know, it's like, is he the guy? Is he not the guy? Et cetera. I'm, not a big Jalen Hurts fan, but I'm not a big Jalen Hurts hater. So you just, I'm right in the middle. I'm a realistic Eagles fan. If we have a chance to upgrade, I'm for that. But I just don't see Jalen Hurts as a guy. I see him as a work at workaholic. He's working on his game with both Tom's, Tom House, Tom Brady, etc. So I don't know. Jalen Hurts is just a question mark for me. He is. I, I think he's a big question mark for a lot of Eagles fans. I mean, obviously you have the, uh, um, if you listen to the sports talk radio in Philly, Joe Giglio is a huge mm -hmm. um, Jalen Hurts Hurts guy and like doesn't think he can do any wrong. But let's be real, like he has limitations. You saw it in the playoff game. They were down 38 nothing or whatever the score was. Like Jalen Hurts missed a lot of plays in that game. Um, the, and, you know, they're going to have to figure it out, throwing the football. And I hope working with Tom House, working with Tom Brady, um, you know, that, that Jalen Hurts is able to see. But let's jump in to the first round of our Eagles-only mock draft. The Eagles have two first-round picks, and we're going to start with the number 15 overall. And we'll start with you, Mitch. Who do you have the Eagles taken? And do you feel that this is a pick that they could trade up, potentially? <clears throat> I can see them trading up. I can definitely see them trading up. My dream is to get Aiden Hutchinson because I'm a diehard Michigan fan. Like, I'm a diehard <laughs> Michigan football and basketball, hockey, etc. So, Michigan, please get Hutchinson, please. But that's not going to happen. He's going top two. Yeah, I know. I know. Don't remind me. But um, <laughs> I really think if they trade up for Sauce Gardner, I am all for that. Like, definitely. We need a corner. Stephon Gilmore. He's now with the Colts. I didn't want Gilmore. He's too old, I feel like. So give me Sauce Garner if we trade up. But for this pick, oh, there's so many players I can go with, like Devin Lloyd, Kobe Dean. You can even go wide receiver with Drake London or uh, the Ohio State guy. I don't want him. Chris Alavale? 
or Garrett yeah. Wilson? Olave, yeah. I don't want him on a Michigan fan, so that would obviously <laughs> hurt me. Like, deep down, oh, my God, that would really kill me. But I would have to go with Devin Lloyd. I would go with Devin Lloyd here. First time taking a linebacker in, four, like, what's that, 40-plus years? I know. I know. But if we could go corner, if Josh Garner is still there, I would go with Garner, like, 1,000%. And yeah, I'm stuck. You know what? I'll change it with Garner then if he's available. Okay, Connor, who do you got the Eagles taking? Um, well, I got them taking this. This came down to two things, and it comes down to the like the biggest report out there right now that is like that Tim McManus kind of said he thinks wide receiver day two is more realistic, and he thinks that there's going to be a focus on DB and defensive line in round one. The only defensive lineman that drops to us there that makes sense at this point, unless there's some different, unless within the war room, there's a very different rating on him is Devontae Wyatt. So it was between him and Devin Lloyd. And I took Devin Lloyd. I think Devin Lloyd is the impact player we need for this year and going forward. Whereas Devontae Wyatt, if you take an interior defensive lineman, obviously they're playing behind other guys. And you, so you have Javon Hargrave, you have Fletcher Cox, then you have Milton Williams right there waiting in the wings. Who's going to take the spot of Fletcher Cox when Fletcher Cox's contract expires at the end of this season? To me, it just makes no sense to go interior defensive lineman unless there's an edge that drops to you. David Ajabo has added the picture for me in the first round because of that injury right now. Um, he can try and trade up. He can try and trade back to be early in the second to maybe go after David Ajabo. But to me, Devin Lloyd's the pick here. And I understand it's probably unrealistic to assume Howie Roseman and the way he picks that this is where the pick will land. But I think Devin Lloyd is the pick that needs to be made here to help impact that defense. So if they kept all three first-round picks and used all three first-round picks, I think they would have went linebacker with one. But I think there's a zero negative 0% chance that the Eagles take a linebacker in the first round. It's just not their, in their nature. They don't value the linebacker position. Um, and, you know, they're, they're, they said that Hazan Reddick is an outside linebacker, which I put in quotes, um, but he's obviously going to be rushing the passer. Um, and they got Kaiser White, who obviously doesn't answer all the questions, but they like Trent Edwards and they like Davion Taylor coming back. So I don't think they take a, first or a linebacker in the first round. I'm an Alabama guy. Um, I have them taking Jamison Williams with their with the 15th overall pick if they stay there. If the Eagles move up, it'll be for Kyle Hamilton or Sauce Gardner if they begin to drop. Maybe Thibodeau too, but if they stay at 15, I'm going Jamison Williams. Jamison Williams, if he did not get hurt in the national championship game, would have been a top 10 pick. I and the Eagles tried to upgrade upgrade at the second receiver spot all offseason and were not able to. What's the next best option? Unfortunately, it is Howie Roseman picking, and we know he has a lot of misses when it comes to the line, uh, to the wide receiver position. Draft a receiver. This would be the thir- third time in three years they take one in the first round. Um, they definitely missed on Jalen Rager. They hit on Devontae Smith. They're going to hit on Jamison Williams. I think Williams and Smith combination has a chance to be deadly. Look, I know Williams probably won't be back probably till October, November, maybe, unless like his rehab is going a lot better than we, we all think it is. We don't really know much. You don't have to really tell anybody how you are before you get drafted. Obviously, the teams are going to look into it. But I think Jamison Williams, man, he has speed. He can catch the football, and and he could be the perfect uh, X option to to um, Devontae Smith. And it'll help out Jalen Hurts. You need to get receivers to help out your quarterback because this is a passing 
league. All the rules are geared to passing offenses, and I think you have to start it with getting a legit receiver in here. And I think Jamison Williams is going to be one of the better. He's not going to be Jamar Chase. He might not even be Justin Jefferson, but he is going to be a very, very good professional uh, football, uh, you know, receiver in the NFL. And that's, I'm going to tell you, the Eagles taking Jamison Williams. I had I had him up there at 15 as well. It's like him. It's Wyatt. It was Devin Lloyd, and it was really, to me, at the end of the day, like. Jamison Williams may still go top 10. There's so many reports out there that people don't care about the injury at Mm -hmm. all. They think like Jamison Williams is the real deal. He's a wide receiver, one of this class. It's pretty much, in my opinion, between him and Garrett Wilson. Otherwise, these other players, these other wide receivers are really... Alave? Alave is... It's the size for me. It's what's he going to do against actual press corners? He can run an incredible route. There was Don't a lot of wrong. questions about, for Devontae Smith about that, too. And he looked he, he got open a lot last year. He did, but I like Devonta Smith's route running over Chris Olave's. Okay. I still think Devonta Smith is a better is a better prospect coming out than Chris Olave. And to me, that that was just the thing for me. I just like I like Olave, but you look at the tape for Olave, how when they target him, how he gets open. You look at Garrett Wilson. Olave de- did almost very little after the catch. I don't like that. I don't want to see that. Garrett Wilson did so much after the catch. His capabilities after the catch were amazing. Such a fluid athlete. It's it was really nice to watch. And same with Jameson Williams. Those two for sure. Drake London, I start to get the, have these issues of flashbacks to what we to the failures of guys similar to him. Jaja, Nikhil Harry, these big guys go up and get it. Guys with nice athletic profiles, and I can't get behind it. And then Traylon Burks, I really like Traylon Burks too. I think a lot of stuff with him is overrated. Um, I, if you watch the tape, he wasn't going to be a four four guy. There was no way you could watch that tape and tell me he was going to go into their combine and run a 4-4. Same as Isaiah Spiller. There was no way you were telling me these guys were going to go in and run 4-4s, maybe even four low 4-5s. It just, the tape didn't match, but the game speed's there. What they can do in a game is there, and that's what you like to see. I like the idea of a Traylon Burks or a Jameson Williams over Chris Olave in Philadelphia. The other name that I had for 15, because we know the Eagles like to go lineman was George Karloftis, but mm-hmm. I, I, it's so hard. Like you just said, to pass up that talent at receiver when this is a passing league, this is an offensive league. So that's why, you know, when he can get healthy, <laughs> that combo of him and Smith has a chance. Just, they just have a chance to be really, really good together. And um, I just want to say about the wide receivers, I mean, you can go either one here. I would definitely take Jameson Williams over Olave. I made that pretty clear why. But um, I'm just going to say this. For wide receivers, you need to get talent. Because I'm getting tired of the excuses that Jalen Hurts didn't have anyone to throw it to. If you get the right pieces, the right weapons the excuses for Jalen Hurts should die down because you're getting all these weapons here and there, there and there. And that's why I wanted them to go for a free agent wide receiver like a Brandon Cooks or DK Metcalf in a trade or someone like that. I am sick and tired of the excuses. And do you guys feel the same way as me? Well, yeah, and and I'm going to go – and my last thought. I'm going to go back to 2020, 2019. 
who was Carson throwing the ball when they won when they when they made the playoffs? He was throwing it. The his top receiver was Greg Ward. Um, like they they had nothing. He was able to to still throw the ball down the field. And look, I'm not. I still think I'm a Carson fan still. Like it sucks that he's with, oh, with wow. Washington. Um, I think Carson is a better quarterback than Jalen Hurts. And I, you know, I get he doesn't have the mental capacity, and and that's obviously as a quarterback you need to. But like Carson was able to to go to the playoffs with Drek at wide receiver, and you know last year, Hurts had Devontae Smith. I know he's a rookie, but still Devontae Smith's really good. You know, um, had Zach Ertz for what, half the year, and then had Dallas Goddard. Like his the weapons that Hurts had last year are better than what Carson had in 2019, and Hurts. Couldn't throw the football. You need to be able to throw the football. And again, I am a Hurts guy, but he he doesn't he just doesn't. Ha- I don't know what it is. Last year he didn't have it. We have to see that improvement this year. And you're right. You have to get to him all these weapons so we can stop with the excuses. If you get him weapons and he doesn't produce, you know next year you're trading up for C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young or or somebody like that because or, or you're trading for a, a a legit you know a quarterback on a different team that wants out. And I'm, I, I was going to say Kyler Murray, but uh, I don't know about that. But, like, you, you'll know that we know Hurts isn't the guy. We need to go out and, and make in, an improvement at this position in order to win the division. I want I, – I tell Connor this all the time. I want a home playoff game. How do you get a home playoff game? You win the division. How do you win the division? You usually have the better quarterback. Right now the Eagles don't have the better quarterback in this division. It's unfortunately Dak, but they all, Dallas has their own issues and – of course, there hasn't been a back-to-back winner in this division since 2003-2004 when the Eagles did it. You want to hear something funny? Uh, when Jalen Hurts was about to get drafted, Dallas was very high on Jalen Hurts. They were very high on him. They were really close to getting him, but then they went with Dak, obviously. Can you imagine if Hurts went to the Cowboys? Well, they were they were in separate draft classes, though. So, right, right. Because um, Dak got drafted the year the Eagles drafted Carson. Mm-hmm. They took Zeke with the third fourth pick or something which was dumb also like they're in the world because they paid zeke and they had to trade cooper and then they paid it, it is what it is but yeah like a lot of people liked like jalen hurts he's a great leader i just don't know if he has it on the field all right so let's move to the eagles next first round pick the 18th overall and obviously we know they made the trade 16 and 19 to the saints for the 18th and some future first along with other picks connor who do you have the eagles taking with eight, the 18th overall pick I got uh, Clemson cornerback uh, Andrew Booth. Okay. Um, obviously, you know, like like Mitchell said, it would be nice to get Sauce Gardner. Um, in Howie's world, he's more in the business of getting more capital rather than selling off his capital. So I don't think these first round picks are moving in a forward direction. They would move in a backward direction, if mm-hmm. anything, this year. I think he's at that point where he's pretty much content with a lot of things on this football team except for the quarterback position. So he's going to do what will position him best to address the quarterback position, if not this offseason, which doesn't look like it, then next offseason. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think Sauce Gardner drops. I don't think Hamilton dropped, not to this extent. Kayvon Thibodeau, none of those guys I don't think dropped. Do you think they dropped to 10? 10 11, they could 12? drop to 10, but I still like the cost to move around that that top half of the first round is too rich. I just don't think that how he would do it. I think he'd rather keep the capital. Um, and 
if you get guys like Andrew Booth dropping here, Trent McDuffie dropping here, like if you have some of these, you're, even Derek Stingley realistically, I think has a more of a chance of being there at 15 and 18 than any of the other guys. Like mm-hmm. those are the guys you would look at, but Derek Stingley, I'm not hundred percent sold on Andrew Booth. I'm more sold on the floor and the potential ceiling that exists for the guy. And Clemson played a lot of those shell coverages. What does our boy Jonathan Gannon love to do? He loves his shell coverages. So if you can get a cornerback in there who on the opposite side of of uh, Darius Slay can play those shell coverages with varying degrees but largely strong effectiveness, you really want a guy like that. And if their focus is on defensive line or DB in this round, I think you're looking at like even Devontae Wyatt's here again. I, I, you could take Wyatt, but the argument's more there to get that impact player. Two impact players at the first round who are going to help your team tomorrow. They're going to show <laughs> up the day after the draft and start impacting, and you can pencil them into the top of your depth chart. Yeah, so I have the same position here. Um, I would have went Booth or, or Stingley, but they were gone in the mock draft I did. This is also a pick I think the Eagles would trade back to guard, to get more capital. Um, you know, whether it's for next year or add another second round pick or something, but I'm going to go Trent McDuffie cornerback out of Washington. They still haven't been able to secure the second corner position. A lot of talk that it's going to be, you know, Zach McPherson, but I'm still, I still think he's a slot corner. They have a bunch of slot corners behind Darius Slay. And that's the bad part. Cause you only play one slot corner and that's Avante. Um, Trent McDuffie also probably might be better in the slot, but I'm going to go McDuffie here. They definitely need to improve that cornerback position. So with the first two picks in the first round, you're going to get a starting receiver, possibly a starting corner. And I think that's good. You, you mentioned, Connor, get guys that can come in, help day one. And I think these two guys, Williams and McDuffie, will be able to help day one. Mitch, who do you got the uh, Eagles taking with the 18th overall? <clears throat> well, I have a going defense both. So give me Wyatt. Give me Wyatt because I want to – See what he can do under Fletcher Cox, and I know he can perform. I know he is great. I love Wyatt. So, give me Wyatt. I feel like you got to stack with the defense. So, Jonathan Gannon cannot have any excuses as well. I don't want to see Wyatt cover screens, but I feel like he's learned his lesson. So, give me Wyatt with this pick. Yeah, Gannon's going to be gone next year anyway because he'll be a head coach somewhere because teams love him for some reason. I just don't understand that. Like, yeah, why? I don't either. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so we all have them going defense, which which is not a shocker. Like, we know that they have holes in that defense. Um, so I still don't understand. Like, you guys both have Devin Lloyd, but I just don't see it. I, I can't see them no, taking I first round. No, I took Josh Gardner first. Or Sauce. Yeah, I would love yeah. Sauce. I, just, I took Sauce, and I got Wyatt second. Yes, I, I mean, I, w- I would love Sauce Gardner. Um, I just I think he's going top five. I really do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they're not going to definitely not going to move up to the top five to, to get to, to get a cornerback. All right. So let's move on to the second round where the Eagles have one selection. It's 51 overall. I'm going first and you might sense a theme here. I'm going linebacker in the second round more feasible. And I'm going Christian Harris out of Alabama. Um, if you watch those linebackers for Alabama, I, I'm they go sideline to sideline. Um, you know, the linebacker, if, if the Eagles took a linebacker in the first round, the one I want is N'Kobe Dean. Like, if you watch that Georgia defense, N'Kobe Dean, all over the field. I don't care about his size. Ray Lewis was short, too. He's a Hall of Famer. I'm not comparing N'Kobe Dean to, to Ray Lewis, but give me N'Kobe Dean if, if things 
if the Eagles were to go linebacker in the first round. Um, but I'm going to go Christian Harris in, in the second round. Again, all over the field. I think he can play inside, outside. He, he would be a playmaker in the middle of the defense. And again, if, if it's to a point where he may not even have to play right away, which is fine. You know, you have Kaiser White, who I think is going to come in as a starter. They have, again, in quotes, Hassan Reddick as an outside linebacker, which if I see him covering and not rushing the quarterback, Gannon should be fired on the spot. Um, they love Davion Taylor. They have TJ Edwards. So they have guys there where Christian Harris doesn't have to come in and be a starter day one. He come in, learn a defense, help on special teams. And I'm going to, I'm going to be real. He's going to be more talented than T, uh, Davion Taylor, than TJ Edwards. He'll eventually be a playmaker in this defense. So I'm going to go Christian Harris out of Alabama. Go ahead, Mitch. I'm thinking about going wide receiver here and give me Christian Watson. I feel like from the States. Yeah. Okay. Give me a wide receiver that I know he's a, he's got the height. He's got the speed. He's got all of it. I love Christian Watson and you got to address the wide receiver room. You do. I don't want to see Rager on the field. I don't want to see White Sound on the field. Hell, I don't even want to see Greg Ward on the field. You got to stack up the wide receiver. So I feel like we should go with Watson here. Okay, Connor, who you got? I actually went wide receiver as well. It just so happened Christian Watson did not fall to me in any mock draft I did. I think I did five or six different mock drafts. Um, and he never was able to fall to me. But in one mock draft, George Pickens at a Georgia fell to me. So I took George Pickens. They there a lot of mock drafts have about seven wide receivers going in round one and a good chunk of wide receivers going right at the top of round two. So it really depends how everything falls and stacks out for me. But I think George Pick or how things stack up for the Eagles on draft night. But I think that George Pickens is a really good target. He's got that 4-4 speed, high 4-4 speed, but he's going to play your X position. He's 6'3", he's 200 pounds. He can win at the top of the catch. He's got decent speed. His route running is not great, but not bad. Like, it's your X. It's your big guy that you need on the outside who can make plays and who can do it at all three levels of the field. You can throw a screen to him, you can work him in the middle of the field, and you can work him downfield. And that's something we need so that guys like Quez Watkins can take over the slot role. You can have Devonta Smith interchangeably be the X or a movable Z and using them in different ways and getting them more open. Because using Devonta Smith last year, the way he was used versus the way other wide receivers were used is like, his A dot was huge. His average depth of target was way higher than most wide receivers last season because he was always being used as a guy down the field. And I think he would be way more effectively used in this offense if you can use him in a multitude of ways and get him off of the X where you can't move. You can't motion the X. So you want to be able to move him and use him as a weapon and the weapon that he is with that route running ability and that ability after the catch. George Pickens... On the other hand, I think can be at the X position. I think he can hold down that X position. He doesn't really need to be moved around, and he can work it at all three levels. So George Pickens for me. Yeah, and I I'm, I actually like George Pickens. I think if they don't take a receiver in the first round, he's definitely a name um, to see uh, in the second round. I think he's going to go early in the second round, but um, I, I think yeah, the it's there. tough. This this wide receiving class isn't exceptionally great like you said there's no Jamar Chase there's no Justin Jefferson but this wide receiving class is if you need a two or a three to mm-hmm. fill out your room a bit 
this is a class. And that's why I think that a lot are going to go. I would not be shocked to see between 10 and 12 gone in the first two rounds. Easy. Yeah. So it'll definitely, they're when they, I think when they come off in the second round, they're going to, they're going to fly off in the second round. Um, so, so, so we'll see. All right. We're going to move to the third round. The Eagles have two third round picks. 88 and 101. So Mitchell, who do you have the Eagles taking with the 88 overall pick? <clears throat> Sorry, I forgot I was muted. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's the one thing I hate with computers. Sometimes you forget you're muted. Yeah. Um, oh my god. But with the eighth pick, oh, eighth pick. Wow, I'm tired. Um, with the third round pick, dude, call me crazy. I might take Ojabo here. <laughs> really, I think he's going in the second round. Even with I think injuries. he's going in second or third, honestly, because think about it. He will be back around the beginning of the season, and he'll be ready to go. I'm telling you, as a diehard Michigan fan, I've that's seen why him. I think he's going in the second round. Yeah, or late first. Or late first. It would not shock me if a team that doesn't have like a team that's content with where they are. Why? Why wouldn't you take a flyer on him? You got to because he definitely was the. Robin to uh, Hutchinson's Batman. I mean, he there was just a dynamic duo, the IQ, the rush, just the speed and everything. Ojabo's got the IQ as well. Give me Ojabo. Okay, Connor, who you got? Um, I couldn't believe this guy fell to me, but I will absolutely take him in this situation. I got Edge from Cincinnati, my Jay Sanders. Um, I do think he probably goes earlier in the third round. I'm not necessarily of the belief he gets there. There is obviously the concerns over... This is an athlete. This man is an athlete. He doesn't win with power. He's not your 260-pound edge who's going to win that way. This is your a la Josh White, Hassan Reddick type edge. Like the typical Philadelphia Eagles edge that you that you want um, and that's going to win, that's going to just wreak havoc on the edge. And to me... I really like my Jay Sanders. The weight fluctuation fluctuation is a concern because he didn't do well in off coverage. This was very similar to Hassan Riddick. He's not the guy you want to play in off coverage. He's not the guy you want to use as a linebacker. This guy's an edge guy. This guy does his best work when he's beating tackles with his speed and the, his his speed rush moves. And if he's there, I think Philadelphia would 100% jump from I.J. Sanders. It's a good opportunity to get another edge in the room. We know Brandon Graham's career is slowly coming to an end when he's more of a rotational edge now. I don't think he's a starter. You can't trust him for 80% of snaps, 70% of snaps a game. Um, and Derek Barnett is a placeholder to see what they do, what's going to land there in this edge class, because it's more top-heavy than anything. Then there's a lot of developmental projects in the middle, and my Jay Sanders is one of those developmental guys who I think you can turn into what would be a crazy duo of him and Josh Sweat in the future. Same with Ajabo, okay. really. Okay, yeah, and I'm going to go Dylan Parham. Uh, he's an interior offensive lineman out of Memphis. The Eagles are set at left tackle, set at left guard. Center, not so much because, well, we know we have Kelsey this year, but this could potentially be his last year. But I also think we've been saying that for the last five years. Uh, the right guard is where we don't have anybody with Brandon Brooks's uh, retirement. And, and right tackle, we're good. Parham, I'm not saying he could come in and be a starter right away, um, but he has a chance to come in and compete. And having depth across the offensive line is never a bad thing. 
And when you have the best offensive line coach in football, he's only going to get better. Um, and, you know, we don't know what they're going to do at center, you know, in the future with Landon Dickerson being really, really good left guard, potentially, uh, uh, all, uh, you know, all pro pro bowl left type of left guard. I don't know if you really want to move him to center uh, when he's performing so well at left guard. Um, you know, if they don't go Tyler Lindenbaum in the first, you know, round who, to, to be the, the, the center of the future or, uh, uh, say a Kenyon, you know, green, who can play guard and center, like if, if you can get him in the second round, you get Parham, let him learn under learn under this very experienced offensive line, and maybe in the future he could be your right guard of the future. There's a guarantee. There's always one thing that can be guaranteed. They're drafting linemen. <laughs> they're drafting an offensive lineman, and they're drafting an offensive lineman with versatility. And in my mm-hmm. mock draft, I do have one coming up, so don't you worry. I did not miss out on that opportunity to pick <laughs> a versatile offensive lineman. Yeah, and I can't believe I went to – it took to round three to hear an offensive lineman from any of us uh, for the <laughs> Eagles. All right, so let's move to the 101 overall draft pick, and this is in the third round. Connor. Who do you have the Philadelphia Eagles taking? I have them to add into the weaponry on the offense. I have them taking UCLA tight end Greg Dulcich. Um, mm-hmm. There's plenty of mock drafts where I was shocked how high I ended up taking a tight end, but I did it. I Trey McBride fell to me at 51 in one of them, and I took him because the wide receivers were all wiped off the board. Weapons are key. Dallas got you don't need a block in tight end. The, the Dallas Goddard's your guy. He He's going to block. He's going to catch. He's going to be the one on the field the majority of the time. This is a guy that you're going to use as a weapon. He can be used as a big slot. He can be used if you want to put the 12 personnel with two tight ends out there. And Greg Dulcich is a weapon. He is an absolute weapon under Chip Kelly. That's what he was used to as. He was moved around the formation. He created mismatches in the open field because he is He's very athletic. He's athletically gifted. He can catch a football and he can work it downfield. He can work the middle of the field. He can work downfield. He can be, he could even probably be a deep threat periodically for the Eagles. So for me, add to the weaponry, like you guys were saying earlier, no more excuses for Jalen Hurts. Get him a wide receiver, get him a tight end. And later on in the draft, you're going to see it. I'm getting the thunder to Miles Sanders and Kenneth Gainwell's lightning, but get some pieces around him. You said you were going to build around him. You did nothing in free agency for him. Mm -hmm. So you have to nail on multiple picks of offensive weapons. I'm not even going to call them by position. They need to be weapons. They need to be multifaceted offensive weapons. Yeah, I agree. Um, I actually was looking at him as well. I didn't go that route. I went with Fedarian Mathis. He's an de- in- interior defensive lineman for Alabama. So that's three Alabama guys I have the Eagles taken in the first three rounds. Hey, whatever um, works. Yeah, right? I, I, I said, watch the national championship game. Take everybody from both schools, Alabama and, and Georgia. You can't go wrong uh, for the most part. Um, but, yeah. Kind of upset you didn't bring up Michigan in that statement. Oh, they got blown out in the. <laughs> I know they did. Don't be right. <laughs> it was like thirty-eight nothing or something. Like I, I didn't want to bring it up, but it was bad. But no, um, Mathis. Yeah, look, good, yeah. he he was good stopping the run for for Alabama. He actually got after the quarterback a little bit too. And again, this is a situation where he doesn't have to come in and be a starter right away. You have Hargrave, you have Cox for for this year. You have Williams also. He can learn under those guys, and then and at, in the future as the season goes along, because you want to keep depth. When, he, when were the Eagles best along the defensive line? Back in 2017, when they had like an eight-man rotation, Fletcher Cox played like 60% of the snaps, and they were able to get up. And I know they only got to Tom Brady once in the Super Bowl, but 
leading up to that, they got after the quarterback a lot. Last year, they were 31st, 30th, 31st in the NFL in sacks. They need to get after the freaking quarterback. And, I, and so you want to, you brought in Reddick. Um, you know, so you, you, you draft a couple guys that can get after the quarterback. That's what the Eagles need to do. You have to be able to get pressure on the quarterback. And if you get pressure on the quarterback, it can help your secondary, which look right now looks pretty bad. You have Darius Slay and who? Exactly. Like, you don't, mm-hmm. your starting safeties are Anthony Harris and Marcus Epps right now. Your second corner is probably McPherson. And then you have Devontae Maddox in the slot. Yeah, that doesn't scare anybody. I wouldn't look at Darius' Darius Slay's side either. I would throw all day on Zach McPherson or Zach, whatever the heck his name is, McPherson. And, and um, so if you can get pressure on the quarterback, you can help your secondary out when you haven't been able to improve that position. So I'm going to go for Darian Mathis out of Alabama. Go ahead, Mitch. So for me, you've got to go with Edge here again. And as much as this hates, no, I, I can't pick Ohio State guy. I just can't. Um, give me, Wait, who do you have again? I'm sorry. To me? Yeah. To Darian Mathis. Oh, okay. So I'm not going to go with him then. I'm going with, you know what? I get a little dark horse. How about Sanders from Cincinnati? I really like him. You not you guys know who I'm talking about? Yeah, that that's who I had us taken at pick eighty eight. Oh wow. Oh shoot, then if he's still on the board, give me him, yeah. Give me him. Like you just said. Agreed. If he's there for sure. <laughs> I'm doing a mock draft on my uh on PFF right now and he was right there. <laughs> but um I'm just saying this, you said it before, you gotta rush the quarterback. I mean, look at Derek Carr, for example, right? He threw perfect. Where was the rush? Where was the edge rushers? Give me the guy that we can bless the quarterback with. Exactly. Get after the freaking quarterback. Also help your quarterback. All right. So we're going to go to the fourth round where the Philadelphia Eagles have one selection at 124 overall. I'll go first. I'm going to go with an edge rusher out of Oklahoma. I'm going to go Isaiah Thomas. No, not the point guard for the Detroit Pistons. Or now he, now his son plays for, I think, Charlotte, maybe. Um, but I'm going to go Isaiah Thomas. Again, get after the quarterback. And there's another guy that doesn't have to come in and produce right away. Look, we, Derek Barnett's only going to be here this year. The fact that we had brought him back is sad. But he's also not shouldn't be on the field as often when you have Hassan Reddick, a healthy Josh Sweat, healthy Brandon Graham. Um, coming back. Brandon Graham, Connor and I talk about this all the time. When he got hurt, the defensive ends did nothing. Him him not being on the field really hurt um, the Eagles against the run on the outside and getting after the quarterback. And I, I you know, getting a Brandon Grant, a healthy Brandon, Brandon Graham back, excuse me, will help. Milton Williams can play inside and outside. This guy will be able to learn and, you know, could fit into this, hopefully fit it to this Eagles defense. Getting after the quarterback. So I'm going to go Isaiah Thomas out of Oklahoma. Mitchell, who you got? Here's the thing. I'm definitely going running back, but I don't know if it's going to be now. Because with our running backs, I'm just going to be straight up. I don't like Miles Sanders on this team. I, just I don't, don't think they resign him. I don't want him to. Honestly, I want him gone before that. The guy's injury prone. The guy's fumbled. He dances all around. I don't like Miles Sanders. I really he tries don't. To be, 
I think he tries to be Shady McCoy. Thank you. Yes, I've been saying that for God knows how long. I can't stand this guy. And I did this poll on Twitter. If you guys uh, follow me on Twitter, I'm Ms. Coxie, quick plug. But I'm just saying that I did a poll on Twitter. I think it was like 80% say to keep Miles Sanders. And I'm like, dude, are you freaking crazy? Why I, think that, get- I, I think it's that Penn State biased. I hate Penn State, by the way. Um, like whenever uh, we draft somebody from Penn State, I'm like, why? Like that's why I don't want Brisker or Jahan Donson mm-hmm. because they went to Penn State. But yeah, like I think it's that Penn State bias that it, everybody's like in love with Miles Sanders. Like he yeah. has a couple big runs, but there's a reason the Eagles don't like they don't real give him the ball that often. They rather run the ball with a Jordan Howard than they would with a Miles Sanders. And that and has to say something. I want to keep Jordan Howard. I do. I don't think he's coming back. I, I don't think so. Either. It. And with that being said, I'm going running back, and it's not Hassan Haskins. Um, give me um, what's his name? Uh, Williams from Notre Dame. I like him. Kyron oh, Ky- Wh- is it Tyron Williams? Kyron Williams. Yeah. Give me Kyron Williams. He's got the speed. I forget his height, but hey, I oh, like he, him. Wait, didn't he run like a four six something? He ran really slow at the combine. He wait, ran. He ran ridiculously sure slow, but I mean, are we talking about the same person? We yeah. we are talking about the same person. Kyron Williams from Notre Dame did run slow, but this is another guy that if you watch the tape, this guy wasn't gonna burn you with speed or play play against you with speed. But that's not actually what the Eagles need either. So I'm not really worried yeah. about they a, a like guy a- who just bounces tacklers off of him and creates uh, something out of nothing every time. Mm-hmm. That's what we need. Yeah. Jordan Howard-esque player. Mm-hmm. That's exactly where I was going, but I didn't know he ran a 4-6, though. I thought I it was like it was a 4-4. Four, four. He definitely ran slow. Like, it, was, it wasn't it was good. Really? <laughs> I yeah. really thought it was like a 4-4. Four, four. Who am I thinking of that? Eh, eh, well, it will pop up to me later. <laughs> All right. Uh, go ahead, Connor. Who, who do you have the Eagles? He ran a four six five. Oh shoot! All right, and shout out to my guy Jordy. He's a Notre Dame guy. Shout out to him. There you I'm go. I'm not a Notre Dame fan, so I don't. I don't I'm like not... drafting Notre Dame players either. I mean, Kyle Hamilton might be the exception. But, yeah, I'm not. <laughs> I, a, think I don't he has need... to be the exception. Um, definitely. <laughs> go ahead, Connor. Um, but for me. Uh, this is why I take the versatile um, offensive lineman uh, out of Wake Forest. He is uh, this. Get this weird combination: a center left tackle, Zach Tom. Basically, the last two, the first, his uh, sophomore season or his freshman season, he played as a center for Wake Forest. The two years after that, he started at left tackle. So, a very intri- intriguing type of player. We need a center. He's likely going to kick back inside in, in, at the NFL level. He's obviously the, what what he did. That's his way. You never see a guy go from center to left tackle. But he's got he's decently athletically gifted. He run he ran a four nine four forty, which is pretty impressive for a two hundred ninety five pound guy. You know, to me this this just makes sense of the you know low low risk move in the fourth round that you know you got Jeff Stoutland you can take Jeff Stoutland he's going to do something with this guy what can he do with him can he make him into guard material can he make him into the the predecessor to Jason Kelsey like what's going to happen there and worst case in a super pinch you can apparently kick him out to the tackle position in a major <laughs> pinch and he can effectively work it so I got Zach Tom from Wake Forest 
yeah, that is weird. You never see a center left tackle. You know, I talk about versatility. If you could play guard, man, that, that would be good. All right, so let's move to the fifth round where the Philadelphia Eagles have three fifth-round picks. <clears throat> so, Mitchell, you can go first with the 154th overall selection. The Philadelphia Eagles select. Oh, shoot. We have three? God Three damn. fives. No <laughs> sixth and a seven. So we're, we're down to our right. final four picks. Right. I forgot about that. Now, call me crazy here. I'm not. Uh, I'm just asking you guys before I made this pick. Would you guys mind if the Eagles take a quarterback, like in the fifth or later? Take because whatever I, you want. This is your mock draft. No, I know it's mine, but I'm. I almost it. went with a punter. I almost went with the San Diego State punter. That yeah, he he appears a lot in mock drafts, and I was sitting there. He he actually I really, in one in only one mock draft he dropped to the seventh for me, and I was like, man, would that ever Eagles be a, a fun sixth, pick? If the Eagles had a sixth rounder, I would have taken them in the sixth. I couldn't. I couldn't you know, come up with a good reason to take them in the fifth. It's hard to take a punter in the fifth. <laughs> it is. It is. But I just got to say this. I would not be surprised if Howie Roseman does it. I would not. Like, you said it before, quarterback factory, right? Like Now, if, if, you take a, if you take a quarterback, are they keeping Gardner or are they trading Gardner and let this guy or, you know, and then sign a, a veteran backup to be – the, the backup to Hurts until whoever you decide to draft is ready. Right, right. Now, for me, I, dude, I'm jealous of every single team keeping a court, like all those quarterbacks for years. Like, look at the Pacers, for example, right? Tom Brady, and then yeah. they got Mac Jones for years on years on well, years. Well, the Packers went from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers. I mean, Grant, mm-hmm. they've only had That's two, another, they yeah. two Super Bowls in the, the, the however many years those two have been. But, like, still, you don't have to worry about the quarterback position for 20-plus years. It's nice. It really is. And I, I missed the Donovan McNabb era. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, that's when I grew up. It's on the Donovan McNabb era. Yep. And people were like, he was not accurate. He was not this, not He's that. He's the best quarterback in Eagles history. I don't okay, not better than Randall Cunningham. Come on. He's better. He's, look, I love Randall. And I know we're getting a little off topic here, but Donovan <laughs> as a quarterback is a better quarterback than Randall Cunningham. Randall Cunningham is a better athlete. Donovan I think it more had to do with the time frame. Like Randall, in the time frame where where McNabb came in, we wanted a McNabb. You wanted a McNabb type player. I find they they were kind they were very different players, and you just had to get with the times. Like now. Like, look at the debate we're having with Jalen Hurts. You need a guy who can pass in the NFL nowadays. If you don't have a guy who can pass in the NFL, well, then it's it's a whole different game. You're not going to win many games. You can't win, as LJ says, you can't win by running the ball over 50% of the time. There's just not many teams that are winning with that style of football. So it's just such a different style of football between Cunningham and, and McNabb that, that they're, mm-hmm. you can talk about it, you can argue it, but it was just such different times and such different skill sets and asks from your quarterback. Yeah, in the 90s, it was a running game defensive league. Now it's a passing, like it's a passing league. All the yeah. rules, like you touch, you, you breathe on a, on, a, on a receiver if you're a corner, they're throwing a flag. Like, it, it's, it's, that's what just happens. But yeah, let's get back to the draft now. Who yeah, do you got? Yeah. Who do you yeah, got this yeah. 154 overall? <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. I'm always the kind of guy that drives everyone off topic. I hate that. <laughs> but uh, you know what? I'm taking a risk here. If we take a quarterback, obviously I see them training Gardner Minshew, Uncle Rico, 
but <laughs> it's just like, man, I just don't want this to happen. But I'm thinking like Howie Roseman here. I mean, hell, I would not be surprised if they took Sam uh, Sam Howell in the beginning. I would not be surprised if they took Kenny Pickett. I would not be surprised if they took uh, who's the other one? Malik Willis. Malik Willis. Willis. I would not if, be if they surprised. take a quarter. If they take a quarterback in the first round, I want Malik Willis, but that's just me. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I don't know what I'm doing here. It's like, you know what? Changing it up. I'm going to the defense side. Give me a corner. We need to stock that corner. Give me Cordell Flott from LSU. It doesn't hurt going with LSU. I mean, granted, that defense was bad last year, but they were also coming off the championship, and they didn't really care. Yeah, I like Cordell (laughs) Flott. I always have. I always have. I love his IQ. I love his space awareness. Uh, Player comparison, I don't see any yet that come to mind. Do you guys have a player comparison for Cordell, for him? I haven't looked too much. I've watched much. Was he, he was opposite of Stingley, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not. I didn't. I, I mean, I didn't watch many LSU games. I mean, they were awful last year, and they were. They pretty were. sure Jamison Williams and and Mechie burnt both of them. You know, last year. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. Um, but but it no, I, I don't have any to just like, yet. It can't hurt to have quarter or corner back competition. It can't hurt. No, not it at all. The, the way the way that I see it though is how he went out and traded for three cornerbacks last season, and he got rid of like late picks for these guys and that's why i think if it's not corner in the first round it's not gonna be corner he's got enough like in tay gowan and the guy that he acquired from denver um can't remember mitchell. his name carrie mitchell yes yeah yeah. yeah yeah so like he acquired some of these guys i think with the intention of saying i'm not a fan of the late later guys if i don't get my sauce or my stingley or my or my booth or mcduffie I'm not getting a corner this year. That's the intent that I think those moves were made with last season. You don't go and acquire this plethora of cornerback talent if you plan to continue to add to it. This just feels like two or three years ago, back when we had Rasul Douglas and we had Sidney Jones and we just had all these guys and we had quantity but zero quality. We could be heading towards that way again if he invests a cornerback pick late. That's why I think it's it's first or nothing at the cornerback position personally, but I could be wrong. Yeah. All right, so who do you got, Connor, with the 154th overall pick? I go from the interior offensive line to the interior defensive line here, and I go with Arkansas's interior defensive lineman, John Ridgeway. He was used mostly as the nose tackle there, um, but as we know, there's no reason, and it was more in a 3-4 scheme. Um, but as we know from experience, like that's that's fine with us. We 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 brought Hargrave over from a 3-4 scheme, and now he's working his magic in a 4-3 scheme. So that doesn't matter. Sometimes it's even better for interior defensive linemen to be moved from having more focus on them to having a little bit less focus on them. So I'm going from one Ridgeway to another Ridgeway because I think Hassan Ridgeway's time in Philadelphia is up. You I, thought have, he signed so- I thought he signed somewhere anyway. I thought he was still under contract with us. I thought he had one more year with us. I don't know. Maybe I'll like, look one of the defensive tackles. Hassan Ridgeway. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, he's not with us now, is he? No, he signed with San Francisco. 
Okay, okay. So he's not okay. Well, whatever. We're still swapping Ridgeway for Ridgeway because I thought <laughs> at the time we needed to give it. We I'll needed take to move on anyway. We needed like you. We need a youth movement at the tackle position that needs to be injected in. And it was time to move on from some of these depth guys that continue to somehow get onto our practice squads, get onto the tail end of our roster, and literally cover twenty percent or less snaps per game. Get a younger guy in there, try and develop him, work with him. John Ridgeway to me is that guy. He he's got some impressive physical measurements. Like he's got some things that you want like about him. Is he gonna be a wow jump off the page type of guy? No, and he may never be an every down starter, but there's a good chance that he can be that number three option. He can be that guy who covers you for twenty-five to fifty percent of snaps in a game to help cover off injuries, to help cover off you know, if if you want to go with more of a rotational set, he can be that guy that can help cover it off without high investment like Wyatt. I just looked up. Hassan Ridgeway had two sacks last year. I'm pretty sure that's more than Derek Barnett had. And Derek Barnett played like a thousand more snaps than he did. It's don't sad. get me don't don't get me started. Uh, <laughs> um. So with the 154th pick, I have the Eagles taken Sterling Weatherford, safety out of Miami of Ohio. Look, I mentioned it before. Marcus Epps and Anthony Harris are starting safeties right now. Obviously, the Honey Badger potentially could be signed soon after draft, soon like now or maybe by draft time, a little after the draft. Um, he would he would go in as a starter with Anthony Harris. Ronnie McLeod's with the Colts now. Behind them is nothing. Like I'm pretty, I, I I can't think of anybody that's on the, the depth chart at safety. Um, so the Eagles need to bring in bodies. Um, Sterling Weatherford, I think, come in, help on specialty. Oh, yeah, they have Kevon Wallace, who, Connor, me and you thought high yeah. things of him when they drafted him a couple years back, and he can't see the field. It's it's really, really sad because um, we had high hopes for Kevon Wallace. But Weatherford can help on special teams, and, you know, never know. Anthony Harris should only be here for one year. So they're going to have to figure out the safety position one way or the other. I'm not saying Weatherford's going to be the the end-all, be-all, but it's another body. Again, quantity over quality. They have to find somebody that can play the safety position and not play the, like, when they're at the link playing at Citizens Bank Park. They need to be playing like within 20, 25 yards of, that, of the line of scrimmage, and we'll see what Weatherford can do. So let's move <clears throat> Excuse me, to the next fifth-round pick, 162 overall. Connor, who you got the Eagles taking? Well, my boy Mitch is going to enjoy this one because I did. I was that guy who went Hassan Haskins. I was the guy that took the, you know, straight up, stand up, tackle, run tacklers over type of guy. Six for one, 220 pounds. This is exactly what they needed. There's a number of different mock drafts. I went Jerome Ford in some. I went Damian Pierce in some. There are, right in this ballpark, this fifth round area, there's a ton of running backs that you can choose from. To me, this is one where I pretty much put the focus in okay we're committed to miles sanders for this season let's see what happens after this season but let's get that complimentary back that helped the the engine per last season when we finally figured out that they that we needed to run the football having that like big running back like jordan howard that could just run people over wear you down so that you could bring kenneth gainwell in on the passing downs you could bring miles sanders in to blow the hole open and get a 20-yard gain this is the type of guy we need. Hassan Haskins was the type when it got to this. 
I said, I think you'd have to go Pierce or Ford a bit earlier. I like where you can get Haskins here. He can catch the ball as well. He's a big boy. He can stand up in the, in the uh, pass protection game. So he can do what you need him to do to cover off the 15, 20% of snaps a game that he might see and the 10 carries that he'll just charge right through the line of scrimmage and get whatever type of yardage we need. That's all we want out of this guy. So that's why I took Hassan Haskins here. All right. I had the Eagles taking a running back, but not with this one, with my next one. So this pick at 162, I'm going Max Mitchell, offensive tackle out of Louisiana. Again, another depth piece across the offensive line. Look, I know we have, you know, say Amalu, Driscoll, um, who's the other the other big guy? Uh that was death guy. He got uh I can't think of his name right now, but he got hurt towards the end of last year. But um and we still have Dillard, but <clears throat> Dillard could be a, tra- a trade piece on, on draft night. You, you never know. Bring in another guy that can learn behind Lane Johnson, learn behind Jordan Maialata, and never hurts to have enough offensive linemen to protect your quarterback if you have injuries. You know, before last year, the one thing, it felt like the Eagles' offensive line got injured every week. The one year they had 15 different starting combinations in 16 games. It doesn't hurt to have depth pieces across the offensive line. So I'm going to go Mac, Max Mitchell out of Louisiana. Mitch? Well, thank you for picking Hassan Haskins. That makes me feel a lot better. Um, I'm going opposite. I'm going with defensive lineman here. Noah oh, Ellis? I still can't pronounce his name. From Idaho? I feel like with the defensive line, right? It can't hurt to stack it up. It can't hurt. Fletcher Cox is on his last year. You have Hargrave, who's going to be the next guy. You have Millen Williams. And then who do you really have? Behind Marilyn Williams, unless I'm forgetting somebody. Am I forgetting somebody? Um, probably. Just some shots in the dark, probably that <laughs> won't make the roster if they draft into your defensive line. Yeah, so competition can't hurt. So give me. I'm always about the competition, even before Nick Sirianni's rock paper scissors thing. Well, so, this year it's basketball. Huh. This year it's basketball. They put a they put a basketball court in the uh, at Novacare in like where where they have their meetings. There's a basketball right. court, so right. so it's not rock paper scissors this year. I know. <laughs> I went off. I made a rant video about that, and it was like, this is the guy we have to replace a Super Bowl winning coach, a guy with rock paper scissors, and apparently we got into the playoffs as a second seed in the NFC East. So I'll take so, it. So along the defensive or at defensive tackle, they have Rennell Wren, who they just who they picked up this year from Cincinnati. They have mm-hmm. uh, Tua Tua Pelotu. I never can say his name. Oh, I forgot about Tua. I forgot about him. Tui Pelotu, Marvin Wilson. So they have like 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 Connor said, a bunch of a bunch of just guys there. So it, like you said, it, it doesn't hurt to bring in somebody that that could potentially help. Um, mm-hmm. Whether it's next year or a little down the line. All right, so we're going to go to the last pick for the Eagles in the fifth round. At 166 overall, I had the Philadelphia Eagles taken. Ty Chandler, running back from from North Carolina. Oh, I like that North, one. North Carolina is my basketball school, not my football school. But um, uh, Ty, if you look at North Carolina, Javante Williams, Michael Carter, like they've been churning out running backs. And Ty Chandler, I'm not saying he's going to be, um, you know, Javante Williams, but we're, what are we talking? We're talking about a team that while they run the football, they don't give it 25 times to one guy. You're gonna have Miles Sanders uh, at least this year. You're gonna have Kenny Gainwell. 
They bought Boston Scott back for some reason. I'm not a big fan of Boston Scott. He only plays well at the Meadowlands. But Ty Chandler could come in. Potentially, you never know. Maybe he can return kicks. I do not want to see Jalen Rager returning punts or kicks ever again in an mm-hmm. Eagles uniform. Never again. I went to the Eagles Jets game and I was sit- I I was sitting in the end zone where it was a kickoff and he thought it was going to go into the end zone and it didn't. It bounced at like the three yard line. I never want to see Jalen Rager in an Eagles uniform, let again, uh, alone, but I do not want to see him returning punts or kicks. I'm not saying Ty Chandler could be that guy, but give me somebody else. Jamison Williams, if the Eagles were to take him, it'd be tough to put somebody back there coming off ACL. I get it. And somebody who's going to be your starting receiver, but he has that potential, just like Devontae Smith has that potential. Ty Chandler has a chance to come in and, and fill a void, you know, as the third, as the third running back, you know, carrying about 20 to 30, 35% of the time uh, in the game. <clears throat> Go ahead, Mitch. Um, but for oh, I forgot what we're gonna say. But anyways, uh, I'm going with the linebacker here. I mean, again, can't hurt the competition here. You're going near the bottom of the draft, so give me McFadden out of Indiana, Micah McFadden. I really, I really like his game. I really like his game, and he could make some, he could make some noise. In a competition, he can. So give me Mc, uh, McFadden. Okay. Not, not, hey, like you said, competition is never a bad thing. Now, the Eagles do not have a six-round pick, but it wouldn't shock me if they made a move to, to get a six-round pick, whether it's trading oh, back. Yeah, you know, you're not going to you're, you're gonna let me make my fifth pick? Oh, you didn't make your pick. My bad, my bad. <laughs> Whoa, my bad. yeah, hold up, hold I up. I thought you made yours already. Go ahead, we, we, we're very connected here. So I picked Sterling Weatherford. Safety from Miami, Ohio. I actually picked him as well. Um, to me, like he, he's not going to be a guy who's like massive in coverage and in zone coverage. You know, whatever he sees the ball well, he lays out great hits. He is a hard tackler. He can jar that bar, ball loose. He can he can force incompletions based on that. He's not like a ball hawk. Like he's not going to go break up passes or anything exceptional like that. But based on that, he's also going to project very well for us as a special special teamer. So that should allow him to have a job and could also, sadly, kick Kevon Wallace out or down the depth chart. Because Kevon Wallace doesn't provide the world's greatest support in special teams. But this guy could provide that support that we need in special teams, at least from a tackling perspective. And his ability to tackle as a safety is really is really impressive as well. There's things to like. I mean, he's six for three, 225 pounds. At most, maybe he moves in sometimes to be a sub-package linebacker. There's some versatility to his game that can definitely be leveraged by uh, Jonathan Gannon, who loves to leverage versatility, as we know. So, hey, wavelengths right here. We've been doing this for, what, four or five years now? Eventually, that fourth off-season. So. Oh, definitely. really? That's how long you guys been doing this? Yep. Wow. Wow. I've been doing YouTube off and on for seven years. So I've wow. been doing I've been doing like movies, challenges, stuff like that. But this is actually like my second off season technically, but this is the first one I'm actually taking serious, if that makes okay. sense. <laughs> no, that does make sense. All right. Eagles don't have uh, let me get back to this before I, you know, forgot Connor. Um Eagles do not have a sixth round pick. Would not surprise me if they made moves to acquire a sixth-round pick, like with the three-fifths um, potentially moving back in, a, in another round to get a sixth. We'll go to the seventh at 237 overall. 
Who do you have the Philadelphia Eagles taking? Mitchell. Uh, I mean, just a life making a draft. So for me, I got to do this. I got to do this. And that's the safety. I don't know if you guys know his name, but Smoke Monday. I love that name from Auburn. Yes, give me Smoke Monday. I want his jersey. I want Monday on the back of me. Give me Smoke Monday. That's it. That's it. Give me Smoke Monday. It's the last pick. You can you can go on a flyer. Or there's a kicker. There's, wait, there's actually a kicker with the last name Dicker. Yeah, uh, from Texas. Kicker like, to, uh, what kicker to kicker. Name? Dicker to kicker. Dude, like, I did a Cowboys mock draft, and I picked him with the first pick. <laughs> Just That's for right. fun. Why not? Just to yeah, get right? the fans Screw riled up. Screw the Cowboys up. All right, Connor, who do you got with the seventh round pick? Man, I'm adding some more weaponry for, for Jalen Hurts, but I'm also adding the piece that will get Jalen Reger out of the uh, Philadelphia Eagles and out of Midnight Green, and that's Jalen Naylor, the wide receiver <laughs> out of Michigan State. He does literally everything Jalen Reger can do but likely with a little bit more effectiveness and cost you way less because you're getting him as a seventh round pick. Um, but he can he can do punt returns. He can do kick returns. He's got really good speed. He can be that guy who you can hand the ball off to. You can throw that bubble screen to, and he hopefully can do something with it, which Jalen Reger could not do anything with. But you need to open up that roster spot to get him added into it. But I got Jalen Naylor. What kind so, of name is that? What? Yes. <laughs> Connor, guess who I have the Eagles taking with the 237th overall pick? I'm going to go Jalen Naylor because yeah. he sounds exactly like Jalen Rigger, but extremely discounted. I that, I have it written down. Jalen Naylor, why don't you Michigan State? I want to point out it's hilarious. Lance Zerline's <laughs> NFL comparison, Quez Watkins. So we're built, we're replacing Jalen Rager with another Quez Watkins. But this Quez Watkins does things our Quez Watkins currently doesn't do, which is pump returns, kick returns, the end around stuff with effectiveness. And, if I, and again, I, you know how I said, if I ever see Jalen Rager, we'll catch up on her. If I ever see him, Sirianna ever calls another bubble screen to him, a reverse to him, that shit needs to stop. It is so annoying. Agreed. Yeah, it's like they for they were trying to force feed regular the football to prove that like he deserves to be on the roster. He proved that he shouldn't be on the roster. Um, so like you, Connor, I have Jalen Naylor, J- yeah, Jalen Naylor, the a wide receiver for Michigan State as the Eagles' seventh round pick. Oh so God. before before we finish off, final, th- what is if if you could have, if the Eagles could draft one player, and I I think we all kind of. In, in around the in the first round, we all kind of said said who we thought. If there's one player that you would like the Eagles to draft, it doesn't matter the cost. Who do you want that player to be? Mitch, you can go first. Hutchinson. Okay. With no cost. I mean, <laughs> dude, put my Michigan fan base aside. I really feel like he can transform a defense like Micah Parsons can. I really. Uh, I don't think he's that good. I don't, you don't think I, he's look, that I hate, good? I don't. I think Parsons. Parsons can do more. Like Pars, yeah, and I'm not. I hate Penn State. I hate <laughs> Dallas. I, I hate I hate both of them with a passion. Why would you do that then? <laughs> but I think that I don't know if there's anybody in this draft that can do what Michael Parsons did last year. Hutchinson, I'm telling you, I feel like he can really make some noise. I don't know if it can be as high as Parsons, if you can agree on that. 
but I feel like he can be like close to that. Well, I think the ceiling is definitely higher on Parsons. Look, Hutchinson's going to be a top two pick. Like, so I'm not saying he's not going to be good. I just don't think that his ceiling is as high as as Parsons. Connor, the one guy in this draft that if the Eagles could get him under no cost whatsoever, who do you want it to be? Um, oh boy. Um, I'm probably gonna go with uh Sauce Gardner on this one. That was my second one because I do. I don't believe there is any chance he's at 15. I don't believe he gets out of the top five. I'm I'm on the same wavelength as you as far as that goes, LJ. Um, I'd be shocked. And if he gets out of there, there's no way he gets out of the top 10. Zero mm-hmm. out of the top 10, maybe 5% chance getting out of the top five. I'll give it a little bit of an opportunity because there is, like, if you look at the teams, their needs, where they, the rumors of where they might be going, there's a chance he gets out of the top five. I just think teams would be completely ridiculous to let him get out of it. But he is really, he's good. He's really he's good. good. And listen, his level of competition, I do think, emphasize like further emphasized his stats but maybe added to the stats a little more than they may truly look at the nfl level but this is a guy who's got technique he's physical he's got the size and at the end of the day i understand Darius slay's had a like a career year at the age of 31 but let's be realistic the end is coming for these guys. You can't sit there in a passer-friendly league where guys are running four threes and four fours like it's nobody's business. The route running is next level. You cannot sit there and say, I'm okay putting out a guy who's 32, 33, 34 as your CB1. Eventually, that has to change. And we need to make cornerback a priority in the first round. I We won't get Sauce Gardner. Let's just face it, unless he moves up. But Andrew Booth, Derek Stingley, I'm iffy on Trent McDuffie, but I'd be okay if it is with the direction of getting him into that CB1 role in the next couple of seasons. You just have to. It has to happen. And this this mentality with, with the older guys in Philadelphia has to start to change because it is – rearing its ugly head it is showing the cracks in our roster look at fletcher cox look at the release and the signing we got dead money tied up in fletcher cox for three goddamn years now and he's not even going to be rostered for two of them like that's just the situation we put ourselves in brandon graham we love brandon graham he shouldn't be playing more than 25 30 percent snaps in a game you need to address these positions with realistic urgency certainty and just do it just start doing it. How he's got to stop messing around with some of these positions. Yeah, I agree. And I, I my one guy is Sauce Gardner, too. Back when, in 2016, when we traded up to number two overall for, for Carson, I actually wanted to draft Jalen Ramsey. I really wanted Jalen Ramsey on this team. Jalen Ramsey is my favorite corner in the league. And, look, I don't know if Sauce Gardner is going to be Jalen Ramsey. Like, he didn't – Sauce Gardner didn't give up any – now, again, level of competition. Didn't give up any touchdowns his entire career at Cincinnati. He just has that swagger, and I think you need that type of swagger on defense. And if we, if the Eagles can get him some way, somehow, it could definitely raise the level of, of this defense, which the Eagles need to. And it could, you know, help out um, Jonathan Gannon in, in what the coverage is that he wants to call. All right, so that's our Kelly Green Hour Eagles only mock draft here for the 2022. 
Mitchell, we thank you for joining us. Please let our listeners know where they can um, reach you, uh, follow you on Twitter, um, where they can listen to to any of your work. Um, thank you guys for having me. I just love just talking Eagles, you know, football, everything. And hopefully the Eagles get smoke Monday. I'm just telling you guys right now. That would be my ultimate dream. But, uh, yes, you can find me on YouTube at Miss Topsy, Twitter, Miss Topsy, everything. Uh, sport, uh, Spotlight Sports Network, who I'm greatly partnered with for about a year now. Uh, you can find my work over there as well. So thank you guys for having me on. It was a real pleasure. Can't wait for next week. Yeah, next week we're going to have our first round mock draft. Um, again, it'll be no trades because it's too complicated. Honestly, like I just hate doing trades. Yeah. So and, and we'll we'll figure it out this week how we're gonna do it. You know, we're gonna each like Connor. We'll, we'll one of us will do like a randomizer who does one, two, and three, and then go from there. Um, and as always, follow us on Twitter at Kelly Green Hour. Follow Connor on Twitter at Connor Ten, and follow me on Twitter at LGHorrell54. And wherever you're listening to us, please subscribe, rate, and review the show. Um, and then follow our new partners at The Painted Line. And also follow them or uh, subscribe to them on YouTube at The Painted Line. So for Connor, for Mitch, I'm LJ. Thank you for listening to the Kelly Green Hour. You want Philly Philly? Yeah, let's do it. Sanders patiently running. Sanders could cut. And another block. Sanders still going inside the 40. Yeah. Yeah.